Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett, and today I'm joined with a special guest, Carrie Dills. How are you doing, Carrie? Good. How are you? Excellent. Carrie is somebody I first came across in the WordPress community. She's a prolific content creator in many formats, has a, a lot of awesome multidisciplinary wisdom to share. And she has courses and she's a teacher on lynda.com. So we're going to get into kind of how she does that and how she rolls. And Carrie's just a, an awesome all-around person. So if you ever come across her on the internet or in person, she's super approachable and uh, it's always great to hang out. So thanks again for coming on the show, Carrie. Wow. That was a, an amazing intro. Thank you. You made me sound maybe better than I actually am, but I'll no, take it. I think you are that good. I first came across you on um, when in your podcast was called Genesis Office Hours. And yeah. uh, so that was when I first came across and I, was, and I watched your show and you just had a lot of great tips and I was doing similar stuff. I was building websites for clients. I wasn't using Genesis, um, but it really resonated. I was like, and I could see too, like you had a really, um, you know, there was a tribe of followers forming around you. And that was quite some time ago. I can't remember how long ago that was, three, four years maybe. Uh, was it that long? Yeah, I think about three years ago. And then it morphed into uh, office, just plain office hours. Why the change? So that I didn't have to. Uh, that's a good question. So it's, you know, you said it started off as Genesis office hours and um, so most of my guests that came on were somehow involved using that software. Uh, mm -hmm. but what we ultimately ended up talking on the podcast was rarely about that software. Uh, so I felt like it was limiting the people that might listen to the show. They're like, Oh, I don't use Genesis. This podcast didn't, is it for me? Uh, when in fact there was so much great information being shared, uh, from my guests that I just didn't ended up axing that to make it a little bit more approachable for anyone in that's doing a WordPress for their business. That's awesome. So was that the, your big first foray into content? Like, are you like a person who likes to talk and speak or were you like a really into blogging? A lot of people get into blogging before they do podcasting. Is that true for you too? Uh, yeah. I've blogged for several years and man, writing, I like writing but it's so time consuming and podcasting on the other hand is you push the record button talk for an hour <laughs> and then uh and then you you push it out uh of course you as a podcaster you know there's more to it than that but uh it's another medium for creating content that to me is uh, much simpler and less stressful than actually writing I agree. I, I'm at about uh, a little over a hundred episodes too. And uh, it's just so much easier to to do this. And I also have some help in terms of somebody who does transcription, post-production or whatever, like uh, it gets transcribed, which gets a lot of the SEO benefit, which is fantastic. Um, but I still write blog posts from time to time. The, uh, from a, from a, you know, marketing perspective or whatever, whenever I talk to people who come across Lifter LMS or for different reasons come across me, often often they say like, oh, I saw you on YouTube or I was like, how'd you hear about us? I'm like, I found you on YouTube. I found you on iTunes. I heard your podcast. I had no idea 
how far those, these things can go. And because they're a little kind of hard to set up a lot harder than a blog, I think it just, and it, it, you know, you have to get on camera and stuff like that, that it's just not as competitive and whatnot. So I don't know. Did you have a similar experience? Cause I'm really focused on this like online course LMS niche. And if you're really focused in Genesis and this freelancer niche, like, uh, how, how did that podcast do for growing your tribe? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a, so funny story. Uh, the woman that does my transcriptions, she used to work, uh, in the corporate, um, headquarters for Dick sporting goods. And she was okay. looking, she was searching YouTube, uh, for something appropriate to communicate a message in, in one of her meetings. And she came across one of my YouTube videos that had nothing to do with WordPress. It was just me being silly. Uh, and she ended up using that video in her meeting. And then she's in, it turns out she's now left that and is moving into WordPress space and, uh, is connected with me. And it's, yeah, it's just a small world. You never know. You never know who's out there. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know how to tan or uh, actually measure the impact that the podcast has on all my other endeavors. Uh, but somehow I feel certain that it's a really important piece um, of that. And, it, and, it, and it's something that draws people into other aspects uh, like my teaching or my blog or something that might not have encountered me somewhere else. So man, I would love to have actual numbers on that, but <laughs> I don't know how you, I don't know how you could measure that. Yeah. I haven't been able to measure it either. I mean, cause it goes to the website, Twitter or um, YouTube iTunes, Stitcher, all these places. It's like, well, I don't know. I give up, <laughs> but it's, it's, it seems to be working. <laughs> so well, how about another cool thing about podcasting is it seems like it, it gets you really comfortable with like being on camera, talking to your computer screen all day. I mean, my neighbors are probably walking by the house. They're like, there he is talking to his computer again, but um, <laughs> it's actually an acquired skill that, um, you know, I think it helps you develop as a teacher as, and as a communicator or whatever. Did you have a similar experience? Do you cringe when you listen to your first podcast episodes or anything like that? Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I only leave it up there as, as proof that everyone can start with <laughs> no skill and grow it into something. Uh, but yeah, I think it's definitely something that um, it's a good, you said it more eloquently than I'm trying to say it. So I'm just going to uh, agree with you on that front. And then also say it's much easier when you have a companion that you're talking to, like we're doing right now, as opposed to like those, those folks that just look at their computer screen and hit record and they're not talking to anyone. Uh, that to me, I feel like I sound like an idiot when I try to do that. So I'm much more comfortable with the, the conversational style, having someone on the other end of my computer screen. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally relate to that. Well, what was the first for foray into teaching? Did you do it, especially teaching WordPress and freelancing stuff and all these, all these things? Um, was it in person? Was it uh, online on your own site? Was in your, you, you teach at lynda.com, which we're going to get into in a little bit, but how did you kind of navigate into the teaching side while also being a freelancer or doing your own business? It's a good question. And it wasn't necessarily anything I did on purpose. 
uh, I think as I, so when I started my blog, what I would do is just write, write usually technical how-tos. Uh, so whatever it was that I was learning, I would then blog about it. Um, more for myself, because I didn't know who was out there reading it. Uh, but it, over time, I realized, you know, people leaving comments on my blog and stuff like that, like, hey, this was awesome. Thank you. That helped me. You know, I've been trying to understand this, and I finally understood it because the way you described it, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I didn't realize it, but that's a form of teaching. Uh, um, and I think, and, and from, from there, being part of the WordPress community, uh, you know, applying to speak at WordCamps, which standing up in front of people talking was nerve racking it still gives me sweaty armpits <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh i've gotten a little more comfortable with it and then yeah so all that sort of went into uh, teaching but i didn't call it teaching i didn't even think of it as teaching and i thought of it more as just sharing uh sharing my, my experience sharing my knowledge um and then and linda which we can talk more about uh kind of put a formal package around that and once I had a taste of that, I was like, I like this. <laughs> this is a really, a really good spot to be in. It's a, a teaching is something I found that I, I really enjoy. And it's a, a way to uh, empower other people. And like you said, the, you know, the reach of your podcast or your YouTube videos, you know, you have no idea uh, how many people that you can impact, but it's just cool to think that you're, you're making a, a positive dent in someone's world. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. On that note on how many people you impact sometimes, like I'll get on a sales call and they'll be like, is this really Chris Badger? I'm like, Hey, I'm just a normal guy. Like <laughs> I just have a, some videos and website and stuff. I'm not a celebrity, but it's interesting how the internet does that or whatever. Um, but I want to get into Linda in a second, but you mentioned on something like you realized you found a love for teaching and just connecting with people. But it seems like uh, oftentimes, uh, the same person is not necessarily the expert, the business person, and then also the, the teacher, but you're able to juggle all those. Like, I know you're way more of a developer than I am. Uh, but you're also like a business owner and an entrepreneur and you're, you know, you have, you do marketing entrepreneurial projects and, um, and then you're, you're like a solid communicator. So how, how did you develop those skills either simultaneously or in a different order? And then how do you kind of switch between them? Like, I mean, surely your head's in a different space when you're like doing something in PHP versus <laughs> like be, being on the green screen at Linda or something. Oh, definitely. Uh, well, first let me set this, the record straight. I am not a marketer. I'm a terrible marketer. I hire some one to help me <laughs> with, uh, with that. But, um, you know, anybody who's, and I know a lot of people that listen to your podcast are entrepreneurs. So, uh, I think the concept of wearing many hats is probably quite familiar to them. And it's, uh, you know, I think that those were, it's the combination of a, a lot of little things, uh, over time that's, Kind of, and I'm. I mean, I'm still learning how to do things, but uh, that's brought me to currently where I am now. So, technical skill. Um, I've been do it, developing websites since the the late '90s. Um, so that was, but I wasn't teaching it. I couldn't have taught it at that point in time. Um, 
also have always kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit, but didn't have any actual business savvy other than, you know, you can't spend all the money you make. You got to <laughs> set some aside in your, uh, in your coin box. And, you know, over time and, and experience in different jobs. And uh, I did a, a stint at Starbucks where I was part of their management, <clears throat> part of a local management team. Um, I got to do a lot of uh, employee training, which I found was a whole lot of fun. Uh, and also learned how to just run a business. So how to look at a P&L and, and understand, you know, where we needed to push and where we needed to pull back and, uh, and all of those things. And then out of that, I came into this freelancing career. Um, and so you so kind of a, re, a rebirth of those technical skills that I'd put on the shelf for a while. Uh, and then like I, we were just talking about the, uh, I didn't, I didn't mean to teach. It just sort of, it just sort of happened. <laughs> so anyways, that's the really long rambling answer uh, that I don't even know if I properly addressed your question, but uh, yeah, there are distinctive hats you, you put on and the way I've found to be the most, I guess, effective at that is to um, not try to do all of them at, at one time or even in the same day. So like there's one day a week where I'm putting on the, my business thinker hat, taking care of business, looking at strategy, all those sorts of things. Uh, and there's, you know, a few days where I'm just a developer. I'm not thinking about, uh, you know, any strategy or whatever. I'm just working on code. And, uh, and then again, when I'm working on say like a Linda course, it's, that's all I'm doing. So fully immersing in, in what I, whatever I am for a good chunk of time before I peace out and put another hat on. Did that make any sense? It made total sense. It made total sense. I do want to add though, that I think you are a marketer because um, like when I talk about sales or whatever, there's three mm -hmm. kinds, there's inbound, outbound and relationships. And perhaps you don't do a lot of outbound cold calling or knocking on doors or whatever, but you definitely create a lot of content, which creates inbound leads, which is a form of that. And then, um, you know, you're, you're very involved in the WordPress community and there's a lot of relationships and that kind of thing there. So that's, that's really cool. And I think one of the big takeaways there is there's a big difference between like multitasking, like trying to do all that at once versus like having some structured blocks. I'm kind of anal about that stuff too, where I even have like four hour blocks on my calendar every week for certain things just to make sure I don't let that thing slip or whatever. So that's, uh, that's really cool. Well, how did you get into lynda.com? I mean, Linda was just acquired by LinkedIn, right? For a, a billion dollars or something like that. Is that right? Yeah. I can't remember what the price tag was, but a hefty sum. And then LinkedIn, uh, the deal was just finalized here recently, but LinkedIn was acquired by Microsoft. So it's like the fish just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we're probably at the end of the, uh, at the line in terms of big fish to, to keep going. Um, and LinkedIn is going to remain its own kind of individual thing. But Linda has been completely swallowed uh, by LinkedIn. Not in the, not in a negative way. It's just, I don't know how much longer the actual Linda brand will stay around, but anyhow, that was not your question at all. Um, so Lind I used lynda.com, their training videos to learn WordPress and to learn uh, kind of beef up uh, some of my technical skills when I was entering the space. And it so happened that they had one instructor 
in the WordPress space, and that was a fellow named Morton Rand Hendrickson. Uh, and I, so I watched his classes, learned WordPress, and I don't know, maybe a year or two into my WordPress journey, uh, I met Morton at a WordCamp, and it's like you on the phone, is this really Chris Badgett? <laughs> and I mean, I saw Morton from across the room, and I mean, I totally went and was just a big fangirl, because he, for, for me, he was a celebrity. Um, so I got to meet Morton and uh, start a friendship with him, and uh, over time, he introduced me to the to the folks at Linda, and the, the rest is sort of history. But I, I think it's funny that I I am now teaching uh, what I learned from that resource. So you never know. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, is Linda, <laughs> do they, uh, like, so do they come after you or you have to go after them? Like, not anybody can teach on Linda. It's not like necessarily like you didn't me. So how? Yeah. So there was, there was a inter, you know, an interview process and, um, you know, where I'm sending in a demos of me trying to teach some concept or, or whatnot. So there is, I mean, it's not just anybody that knocks on the door. Um, but in, once, now that I have a, an established relationship with them, um, I can come to them with course ideas. Uh, more often than not, they're coming to me with course ideas uh, or refreshing older content in their library, you know, you know wanting to uh, bring some of that content to date. But uh, if, if somebody ever wants to teach they're like, if you go to lynda.com, I think at the very bottom of the, the thing, uh, and, and they call it author uh, versus teacher, uh, go click on that and, and apply. Worst thing it can do is tell, you no. do you do it in person? Like do you have to be in their green room or whatever, or is it, can you record from home? Um, I go out, so they have a, a, a facility in, in Southern California, uh, where they do all the recording and it's Chris, it is state of the art. I mean, the equipment and the, the, even the people, I mean, they're so close to LA. So they're pulling in, yeah. uh, you know, people that are been working on Hollywood sets and stuff and, uh, that level of, of, um, production. And so I, they've got all these little perfectly cubed sound booths and, uh, it, it, they would cringe if I submitted a video that looked like this right now with, you know, the halo behind me and, you know, just talking on my built-in microphone. Um, so yeah, I go out there to do the recording. Uh, folks like Morton, who he is a full-time uh, staff author there. He has his own setup at, at home because otherwise he'd just be traveling out there all the, <laughs> all the time. Right. That's cool. Well, how long is there your average Linda course? And then how long is the recording session for it? Oh, that's good. That's a good question. Um, average course length, probably an hour and a half. Uh, and I spend about 60 hours in the booth uh, recording to get that. And now all of that time is like the lights going, but it's me, you know, prepping script um, but even a, you know, a, a, a video that eventually gets cut to like a three minute segment, uh, there may be 12 minutes of recording that, <laughs> cause I mess up or I don't say something the right way, or, uh, I didn't quite get the right message across and, oh my gosh, it's, uh, it's intensive. But the, what the, the resulting 
product and uh, this is the thing that I really think sets Linda apart from other um, online education uh, training libraries is that level of excellence and, and quality. So there is no fluff or you know, um and awing like I am right now. I'm wasting people's time. <laughs> I edit all that stuff out. And somebody else does the editing for you at Linda, right? Like they have a, yes. their own post-production team or whatever. That's exactly. Cool. So it's like you let the you let the author be an expert at whatever they're an expert in, and then other experts and and that, you know, in recording and production and all that can do their excellent work. Um uh, so you don't have to, to, to learn that, which is really nice. Well, you mentioned something else that's interesting. And <clears throat> I'm going to kind of tie it into something you said earlier about Morton. But also just you didn't the, what you said even earlier about you didn't know you were teaching. Or that's not how you approached it. I had a similar thing happen where I started making how to build a WordPress website and weekend videos. And then I just looked the other day and it's a free course I, I put on Udemy uh, many, many years ago. And there's like 10,000 people in there. <laughs> I even have like a, uh, like one of my developers who was working for me for a while, he realized like after we'd been working together for like six months that he learned WordPress from me. Like, and he's from uh, Nepal and he was living in Iceland or whatever. But I was like, this is crazy. That's awesome. Love- that was just me challenging myself to make a, you know, we're like, okay, I'm going to, sh- I was actually doing it to kind of attract new clients. And that's when I first started freelancing, I'd be like, Hey, Chris, I saw your YouTube videos. It looks easy, but it's actually kind of hard. Can you I just pay you to do it? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, but the similar thing happened where I started blogging actually about, um, I, I created online courses around organic gardening topics with my wife, Sam. And I used a theme off of Theme Forest for, and uh, a, an LMS theme. And I started blogging about it. And like most blog posts Chris used to write, you know, I might get 100 people on it here or there. But then all of a sudden, I was getting like thousands of people a day. And then, you know, fast forward four years, the, you know, my agency starts specializing in online courses and membership sites. And we build a product to kind of scratch our own itch and solve some of the problems we saw in the space. It all started from just like creating content and um, and real and, and just kind of becoming a teacher by accident and getting better at better at all the technology stuff. But the piece I wanted to kind of tie into related to, um, you know, I teach WordPress, you teach WordPress. I saw you when I first met you in Cabo, Mexico. I was like, oh, there's Carrie Deals from the. It's the same thing from the podcast, but. Um, there's a lot of people doing similar things. So even like you mentioned, you're doing, you did something in a similar way to what Morton did, perhaps updated it. Of course, it's in your own style and, and flair and your own unique insights. But also I saw you at, uh, I think it was a WordCamp US show where you were with uh, Sean Hesketh, who also teaches WordPress. Ah, yes. And Bob WP, I think you guys are being interviewed by WP Engine. But there's not, I, I think what my point is, even though it might be crowded or that's not necessarily a bad thing. So how do you approach that? Or do you even worry about like trying to be unique or just trying to do the best you can do uh, on your topic? How does how do you see all that? Yeah, I, to me, that's not 
it, just like you said, it's not a bad thing at all that it's a crowded space. Uh, I think there's still plenty of room there, uh, especially with a piece of software like WordPress that's so vast uh, and there's so many different ways that you can approach it. Like Bob, uh, WP Bob, Bob has taken, or Bob WP has taken uh, very, very beginners under his wing uh, and wants to just, you know, demo the very basics of using a plugin or whatnot. Uh, whereas Hesketh has gone on with his WP 101 videos and really created a solution that he can make available to uh, you know people like you and I that have that do client work or that used to do client work um, teaching clients how to use WordPress uh, and then there's me who I've got a little bit more of a technical or developer bent uh, on teaching WordPress and I think I think there's room for anybody that wants to uh, wants to play I think the the important thing is you can find and just Google, you know, how to learn WordPress and you'll probably find a bajillion different things out there. There are different people that can teach you. Uh, but I think part of what makes a, an instructor unique and why an instructor, or excuse me, why a, a student might choose uh, you versus someone else uh, is specifically because it's you. So they're part of your tribe. Over time, they've seen your YouTube videos. Maybe they've read your content. Uh, you are a trusted face and a trusted voice. Uh, and therefore, it doesn't matter if 10 other people put out a class that's just as high quality as mine. Um, those, are, those are people that want to hear what I have to say, uh, which, I, which still blows my mind. Uh, but I, I think that you, know, you build a tribe, you build an audience, uh, and then when you have something to teach them, you will be the, the obvious source. Yeah, the world is a very big place. So, uh, you know, people will find you. And I think I heard Chris Lemma say that, uh, you know, oftentimes people do it backwards. They, they start getting online course or LMS software, and then they um, uh, start building community, and then they, they start building content or whatever, or, or content, and then they start building community. But you should actually do it the other way around or whatever. <laughs> but, Absolutely. Cool. Well, what about like the, the mediums? So like you do client work, you write, you podcast, you teach, like what's up with all this like multimedia thing? Like instead of why not be an author <laughs> or why not be a podcaster? Or why, why not be just a, a, a business person? Like how is it? I'm the same way. So maybe I'm just trying to look into the mirror here, but how does that happen? to <laughs> I Okay, so I've actually cut out client work. I phased that out at the end of 2016, which was a big chunk of what I was doing. So that lets me focus more on, um, you know, the, the teaching. And I think the fact that there's all these different mediums, I really don't know, Chris. It, it's uh, Maybe it's just curiosity to try out different formats and see what works or see what people respond to. Um, but the thread is the same through all of them. So whether I'm writing or, or doing a formal course or hosting a guest with some great expertise on a podcast, um, those are all informational, instructional things that could, you could broadly put under that umbrella of, uh, of teaching. So yeah, Chris, I, I want to affirm you that it's okay to have professional ADD. And I say, <laughs> 
say that. <laughs> I say that so that I can feel better about myself. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, like, uh, kind of like on Linda, you, you, you're still surrounding the same person with just different kind of offers or creations or works of art. Um, you may be teaching something more technical in your course, uh, but then like you have a, uh, a, new bo- a new book that is about to come out or maybe out when, when the listener or viewer sees this, but it's called Real World Freelancing, The No Bullshit Survival Guide. So maybe that same user has a, uh, you know, they, they learned something technical from you, but now they're, they need some business advice. So you come at it from different angles and you're, you're just helping the same person in different ways. What, what's the book all about? Like, uh, what's the, what's the oh, I like that. Story? I like, yeah. So origin story, I actually have a, a colleague, Diane Kinney that I'm uh, working with to, to write the book. And, um, it's the origin was, and I don't even remember who it was I was sitting down with, but somebody that was cranking up a new business. And so I was like, all right, get out your pen. And we're, we're going to talk about everything, you, you know, First, you need to, you know, go establish yourself as a legal entity, and then you need to separate your money into different accounts, and then you need to, do, 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 do. and we hadn't even gotten to actually what it is you do for a living yet. We were talking about all the business aspects that surround it, and I was like, holy crap. I wish somebody had sat me down and told me this when I was 22 years old, uh, and so i the book is if, you know, if I could go back in, in time and sort of mentor a younger me, uh, that would be who it was for. Um, so, you know, it, there's a ton of developers, designers, people in the WordPress space that want to hang out their shingle and start doing client services and make a living off of it. Uh, and while there is room to do that, uh, I think that those are going to be a lot of candles that, uh, that fade out quickly if there's no like actual business savvy underneath it uh, or as a foundation. And again, I don't think you need to go get your MBA. Uh, I, I certainly don't have one. It's just been the, the school of life. <laughs> um, but that's sort of the, the origins of the book. And yes, so the people that I'm teaching technical things to, if uh, a lot of them uh, and I know this just from surveys I've done with my readership, but a lot of them uh, either are already freelancing or aspire to ditch their nine to five and hang out their own shingle. So um, that's exactly who the book is for. That's awesome. And I think that that whole freelancer economy, location independent, work from home or wherever co-working thing is like, it's just, I think we're actually still just at the beginning of what's happening there. I think the economy is really changing. And uh, people need stuff like that. My uh, <clears throat> my mom used to always say that I had to do things the hard way. And since it's already, uh, you know, we already have the uh, explicit tag on this podcast episode. When I first started learning WordPress, I went to YouTube and I was like, this is bullshit. Like, it's taken me forever to like, piece together all this stuff to like build a site. And I was just, I was just a user, not a, a developer. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to like scratch my own itch and I'm going to make like, okay, you can do it. You can do it fast. This is the critical things you need to know. And I started doing that. And then I, you know, started publishing that in different places and stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that whole, like, you don't have to do it the hard way. Like you're saying, 
especially in this day and age when things, the world is becoming, it's moving fast. It's really complicated. Uh, you need to be more and more integrated and inter interdisciplinary. Uh, if you're going to be some kind of expert or specialized skill, you, you really need to know the, how to run a business too and stuff like that. So that's a, that's just an awesome, uh, awesome thing to do to, to, to write, to write a book around. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. A lot of things uh, is maybe telling of my age, but we didn't have the internet. <laughs> the internet was uh, very, very young. So it's not like, like resources to learn WordPress or I mean, WordPress wasn't even around at that point, but uh, you couldn't just go YouTube how to do X, Y, Z because there was no YouTube. Uh, so it's awesome to have all, all these resources and you can now tell your mom that you don't have to learn everything to hard <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling the age too. I, my daughter the other day points on what's that. And I'm like, that's a payphone. That's you can actually like call somebody. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think that that overlap, uh, if you were to make like a Venn diagram, like if you're doing like web development, WordPress skills, but also business, I see a lot of people, that's just how they find their unique angle or their tribe is they, they overlap something. Um, and oftentimes it may be hard, harder to compete like at one thing, but when you find a sweet spot between two things or three things, that's really where you can start getting a, you know, a brand and some uniqueness going on. So that's really cool. I love that. That's a great way to think about it. Well, and I'm yeah. going to start doing this for my Venn diagrams. <laughs> so if you're listening, you're going to need to come on over to YouTube to see what this is, but I would uh, encourage you, the listener to check out real world freelancing.com. One of the great things about, uh, books and courses and things is that you can stand on the shoulders of giants and and learn from people without necessarily making the same mistakes you're going to make mistakes but why not shortcut the journey um, there's never been a better time to to teach and learn and, and to leverage the experience of others well where can people find out more about you carrie where, where do you want to send them uh carriedills.com is where i that is the hub of all of my various hats and adventures. And then on Twitter at C Dills. At C Dills. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And I appreciate you sharing the wisdom and being an inspiration to all of us out here. Thanks so much for having me.